Welcome to the World of Koth, Players Podcast, where we discuss old school role playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard, I play Dark Horses, and I'm here tonight with Kelronan, I play Yorbrum. I'm Exploding Kitten, I play Drenna. I'm a Sechidora, I play Ira Cove. Uh I'm Skydrusher and I played Ida. Alright, so tonight we finished our campaign and um we've we've missed a couple of podcasts in between here and there, but some some wild things happened. And I'm gonna to have to edit a lot to make all of this work, but that's okay. Where do we, where do we want to start? Well, let's start with the beginning. Our group in the previous uh, episode or the previous uh, session ki- uh, ran into a demon on uh, on the previous floor where we were previously talking about uh, the gnome group. And Kazdan, uh, the character, made some quite quite some amazing roles convincing the demon summoning Noel shaman that we were just in the wrong room actually supposed to be reporting to Lothram and uh, we should probably leave through the secret door we had opened which he had no idea existed and he's like well close it then Uh, goodbye get out of here that was a series of fantastic rolls it should not have happened but it was so good like every once in a while like a rule happens just right and and you're and you're thinking there's no way this is going to work and then the dice rolls and it does work and it's so good i love those things when that happens it it makes me very happy it kind of balances out those moments where you're like all right i'm going to narrate my full intent my character has the logic to do this it's the perfect setup and you get that crit fail and then every once in a while, D&D kind of like rub, rubs the wound a little bit and goes, it'll be okay, and gives you a nat 20 on something absolutely ridiculous. Yep, and it just like makes you want to keep going. You're like, oh, maybe maybe this will be okay. And then you roll like, you know, four crit fails in a row. But it's it's all for that like <laughs> one crit success and you're like that little ray of sunshine. That or you try to appease the dice gods by tra- trying various actions like, okay, I couldn't bust through the door, so uh, I'm just going to tackle this big bad monster and see if I live because what else is going on here? So Kazin got us out of a really bad situation by a very lucky dice roll and some excellent role playing. Then we just kind of wandered a bit. Well, we didn't exactly wander. There was, there was some stuff. Our DM was playing a character that knew her way around somewhat, and we ran into uh, a room full of gnolls. Ira had an opportunity for some uh, revenge, actually, which may have cost the group a bit of uh, health. Quite a lot. There were a lot of gnolls in that room. Ira has one thing, and it's a venture village, and she did it because that gnoll chief is a rotten bastard, and he is dead now at her hand. That is true. However, there were like, I don't know, were there 12 other gnolls in that room? 12 to 16, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot. Way more than we should have been able to to handle. To be fair, A, two people already charged in before we knew there were gnolls in there. And B, when Ira went batshit deciding that that gnoll chief was going to die, there was only like four-ish visible. We didn't necessarily know reinforcements in the literal dozen was coming. That's true. And Aiden wasn't much help. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Aiden. Aiden well, wasn't the player who plays Aiden. Uh, who will not be wasn't named. No. <laughs> available at that time, and so, but and so Drenna really kind of saved 
our butts at least once during that, tipping over a couple of uh, cages to keep the gnolls from coming around the back. Yeah, from a like a purely tactical standpoint, we were in just about the worst situation you could have. There was no cover, no concealment. Um, we were in the middle of the room by the time we realized what was going on. Um, it was just, we were surrounded, and then we were backed into a corner where there, we were, you know, massively overwhelmed. It was really, really bad. And then the DM smiled on us and said, "Oh, I don't want a TPK, uh, TPK here," um, and and allowed one of his just NPCs. a minute before that, before that, Drenna made some good rolls. Do you want to true. talk about that? Yeah, yeah, Drenna, what? Uh, what did your player or your character do? So, uh, seeing I couldn't get to any of the gnolls because everyone was blocking them, me and Trudy decided we're going to just push down this cage and try to knock over some gnolls, and we were able to make that roll very nicely. Yeah, you did, actually. And you improved our situation quite a lot by doing that. We had six gnolls on one side of us that were trapped between the cage and another cage and unable to get to us for quite a while, so that saved our butts. Yeah, like four rounds. Yeah. yeah. But what really saved us was the DM shining a light on us with Eleonora creating that image of a demon. That's right, yeah. So the, so the NPC Eleonora cast a... Um, Oh, what's the spell? Phantasmal force is what the what what the spell was. Yeah, phantasmal force. Yeah. Yep. So a, the the an image of a demon, a, uh, a a false image of a demon, walked into the room and started attacking things, and it was so convincing that the trolls or the gnolls actually died um, out of fear. It was it was fantastic. Um, Ira was so devoted in killing that knoll chief that she didn't even turn to hear what the knolls were freaking out over or see this demon until after it was dead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You were very focused on one task. <laughs> and it got completed. It did get completed. Yes, it did. At a pretty high cost <laughs> and pain and, you know, damage. Yeah. Yeah. Bastard's dead. And I took his teeth because he happened to be wearing a necklace of human teeth that Ira inferred to be from the cove. Yeah. So Ira disposed of that and took his teeth and scalped him much like a feral child would after she finds the large beast that managed to essentially enslave her town and kill most of them. Yeah, you pretty much just kind of went went crazy on it. And yeah. Ira doesn't comprehend who the lich is. Ira sees a face that has caused her pain before. Ira took action. Yep. <laughs> um, so then we wandered. Yeah, sadly, uh, yep. during that entire fight, Kasdan took quite a beating, uh, having wandered into the room pretty much first. Uh, and then trying to convince the Noel leader, he had front row seat for the leader's axe. Um when he decided that Kasten wasn't convincing enough. Well, actually, Ira wasn't convincing enough, but that's another... That, yeah, that yeah. was uh, part of it. Yeah, Kasten actually was pretty convincing, and then Ira was like, oh, hell no, and then 
Everything went maybe <laughs> Maybe Ira spit at the chief when asked if she uh, pledged loyalty to uh, the lich. Maybe, maybe, maybe that happened and completely blew the entire facade. Yep. And so Kasten <laughs> got a bit knocked back. Uh, he was he was really beat up. So when he goes over to a door that happens to be trapped without checking, uh, oh, he gets yeah. spiked through his uh, through his organs, and his organs didn't really like that. Um, As they so much so that he went to a negative nine instantly. Yeah. Dark Horses was basically out of spell, useful spells at that point. Um, yeah. The only... Oh no, we have multiple healers, but why <laughs> Why were we not able to... Because everyone was using up their, had used up their spells, I guess, at that point. But Yeah, we, we had a number of fights before that, including a giant bone... A bone, bony giant. That was not fun. Yeah, we uh, didn't rest in the hallway that may or may not have been filled with traps, much to Darkosis's displeasure. Yeah. Followed you know. by not resting in Eleonora's room, followed by not resting in twelve other places where Darkosis threw his body down and declared he was going to nap. Yep. Darkosis and I were trying to rest. Yes, Darkosis was Darkosis trying was so like, hard. And everyone's like, "No, we got to move." I'm like, "But come on, nope." <laughs> Iden also was just as soon as Darkosa sat down, Iden, the shapeshifter, probably one of the best damage dealers in our group, decided happily to plop down and you could just see Sky kinda cross her arms like, No, we're gonna rest, to which the rest of the party continued on like hobo goblins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, this was this whole like these last several sessions have just been like one sustained I mean it's a dungeon crawl. And so it's been a very sustained, uh, a lot of action, a lot of a lot of fighting. Very old school, exactly. very old school dungeon crawl. So you do not go into a dungeon and uh, and get to rest and sleep and regain your health. If you go into a dungeon, you're in the dungeon. You better be ready to fight your way tooth and nail every step of the way without rest. Yep. So clear the whole dungeon. Then you can rest and enjoy the spoils. Get the heck out, yeah, or, or run away, yeah. We're not we're not very good at that. Uh, neither of the parties um, in either of the sessions that have been kind of running simultaneously are very good at um, the defensive retreat. Um, they kind of get into a fight and then see it through, uh, regardless of the consequences or the odds. Which we were not in a position to do this past round, and in a, as a result, we didn't do any of those things. Uh, actually, as soon as we, so as soon as uh, Kasdan fell, we took one of the null tents, hightailed it out of that room because we knew that right next door a demon was summoned, and we didn't want to have to deal with that. And uh, went up some stairs after wandering the complex for a bit, grabbing some trolls from with Eleonora. Oh. Eleanor can control trolls that have uh, clockwork in their heads, by the way. Yes. And ended up on the same level as the other group was on. Yes. And they played a couple days ago, and so we metagaming know what happened to them. Uh, They encountered the Lich. Turns out the Lich and Lothram were not the same person. 
Um, and both of those people were separate, separate people. There was a fight. The lich died. Um, then we went into that other group went into see Lothram. Some stuff happened. An Earthgate was used. Um, a lot of bad things happened. Um, How was that Earthgate used? Did they have iron rods with the coordinates to use this Earthgate? They did not. They used it quite randomly um, and ended up in random places throughout uh, everywhere. Uh, the world. They didn't. They didn't change planes or anything but uh there's they're still all on this plane but um but yeah so that Does was happening anyone simultaneously in this podcast go ahead <laughs> does anyone in this podcast know if there's actually a back door that the dm mentioned to this giant stronghold or if our options as players were literally a mystery earth gate or thousands of gnolls so as far as i know there was an entrance at the waterfall. There was a door at the waterfall that you could get into the complex. There was a back door in a um, in a canyon that the other party used to access the complex. There was a door. I'm not really sure where it exited, um, but that's where the uh, the Knoll army was at, um, and it also accessed the area where the merchant was at. Um, there was the earth gate there was a portal to the abyss and I think that's it you, do you, we there was a cavernous deep oh, there yes. was a portal to the cavernous deep and there was also a portal to the elemental plane of fire so other than the cavernous deep those last three kind of were bad ideas. Even can, the Cavernous Deep might have been a great Can one. you run that portal to fire past me again, boss? <laughs> oh, yes. Alright, so in the other group, uh, we were captured by Lothram, the real Lothram, after he said a power word of time stop and uh, stopped time for us. And we were all captured in a cage, except for Relina and uh, Nessa, who had both made deals with uh, the with Lothram. Oh, actually, uh, Valor also. Valor was on a table, strapped to a table. Yeah, legitimate mustard. You want to talk about that a little bit with Valor and um, Valor's sister? Yeah. So Valor, Valor has a unique condition where he is a he's a necro walker which means that he's partially undead, um, but partially living. He has two pools of um, hit points. Um, one of them is a standard pool of hit points, and the other is a negative energy pool of hit points. All very unique to Necrowalkers. Um, his motivation for being in the complex and trying to defeat the Lich or Lothram, which he thought they were the same person at one point, um, was to save his sister and his uh, his familiar Kunk, who is a uh, undead or was an undead uh, goblin. Kunk was more of a like if I if he could save him, that's okay. If not, that's okay too. But he really wanted to save his sister, 
so he uh, they got cap the, the the party was captured um, his sister was on a, a t- an adjacent table strapped to an adjacent table where he had seen her being uh, tortured through the eyes of his familiar kunk it then turned out that his sister was not really his sister. Surprise! It was Relina. Relina was pretending to be uh, Valor's sister in order to lure Valor here without his sister having to take the brunt of any damage. Mostly because his dad wouldn't have agreed to that, and uh, he would. Uh, Lothram was only doing this on behest of Valor's dad. Yeah, which is a, uh, kind of a unique thing. So a little backstory also. Relina backstabbed Valor very early in the other campaign and killed him uh, and sent him to the negative material plane where uh, an un- a half-undead goes to when they die, I guess. Um, because they don't... They don't... Uh... Oh, we lost... Exploding kit. Oh. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so there's a little bad blood between Valor and Relina. Um, Relina then later in the campaign um, betrayed the group, um, and you know that also was not real great for the relationship between Relina and Valor. Then uh, Relina disguised herself as Valor's sister and uh, lured him to this place uh, where Lothram intended to fix him, um, meaning strip away part of what he he was. Um, So Valor pretty much decided at this point, well, he was already planning to do terrible things to Relina, but at this point, it's like, yeah, Relina's going to gonna die and she did she did not make it out of that room she died she got elected and got trampled yeah and then got stepped on <laughs> yeah that was that was a bit bittersweet for me as the guy who's playing relena um but it'll work it was really interesting that the other group made relena into the big bad more so than lothram himself yeah, <laughs> they trusted Lothram more than they trusted Relina. Well, Relina never did occasions. anything that allowed her to be trusted. I mean, she constantly had secret things going on, and she was poisoning people and doing deals on the backside. <laughs> what are the first things? <laughs> what are the first things that Relina did? Uh, uh, we'll talk about that in a different uh, episode, I'm sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it there, but. In any case, our group got up to the the main level where everybody else was and immediately ran into a trap room and Yobram passed out in addition to Kazdan, which was two bodies being carried around at that point. Yeah. Just a bit much. At negative to be clear, points. they saw a room that looked absolutely miserable. Essentially Filled. narrated along the lines of you see a death trap room through which the dwarf entered. Piles of to gore, blood everywhere. <laughs> a series of traps and blades come out 
it becomes uh, informed to the group that they will re-trigger. This isn't a one-shot room, and that's probably why all the other bodies were in there, is people continuously entering and continuously dying. And true to the nature of the room, we had another party member try to get him out in exchange, got themselves trapped in there. Yep. To which I, we uh, had... Go ahead, I didn't. I, yeah, I tried to pull him out, but I, I did manage to get him out. I kind of chucked him, but but as a result, I kind of got stuck, and it took quite a lot of help. But then I think Trudy commanded her, what was it, troll? Yep. yep. Um, to kind of pick her up and then pick me up. You essentially were rescued by a gnome claw machine operated <laughs> by a troll. Pretty yes. much, yeah. Yeah. So, some meta-knowledge about that room... Um, in the other group, the only character that was actually able to navigate that room successfully was Valor because he was partially undead. Um, how does that help? Uh, because the room reacted not to pressure, but to living material. Oh, Ah. yeah. So it didn't really matter. You're telling me if when I asked Diem that I put in that dead gnome warrior, that would have worked? No, it would have done absolutely nothing. That gnome warrior's body would have... You could have tossed it right into the middle of the room and nothing would have happened. But the instant a living thing went in there, the traps would start to uh, activate. Even just reaching in, it would have it should have reactivated, which it did actually. Yeah. You still took damage when you got pulled out, so that when Trudy reached in to grab you, it reacted to Trudy's life force, which was a change yep. in the amount, of, like the position of life yep. distribution. In exactly. The How does that come to be? Who makes these? A lich. Uh, was it the lich, or was that? an existing thing in the in the structure or a bunch of really greedy dwarves i mean if you think about it who makes a ring that if you wear it you get consumed until you're just a little greedy little half goblin half uh halfling thing oh yeah. um anyway we're, we're is that so we we went through the room uh, tried to uh, Dark Horse has cornered a, a ghast which was basically friends with him and then <laughs> uh, we got into another room where we ran into a bunch of driders yep. killed one of those luckily with a siege engine with a siege engine <laughs> and uh, then ran north pressured by the uh, driders Unfortunately, in the north, <laughs> we yeah. had a giant worm and two more of those. Uh, what were they again? Guests? Guests, yeah. And and a demon. And a demon. And a demon. <laughs> Screw you, Winky Demon Man. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, that oh, Winky goodness. Demon Man actually took a bone control rod from Ira later in this fight. A bone control rod that controlled who? Who did it control? 
potentially controlling Ira because she grabbed an idol as a human thinking bone thing controls non-bone thing, not knowing it was an idol and was only a one-way communication thing, caught the demon's attention. With the demon's attention, the demon decided to telekinetically lift Ira, take her bone rod, drop her, laugh, and return to the abyss in one foul swoop. With and the bone rod. As, as this was happening, I was um, fighting a worm. Yeah. I wouldn't call it fighting. It was more like you were trying to run away from it, and then it ate you. So you know how normally yeah. you act as bait? Well, fighting was bait. Actually, it didn't actually eat me right at first. It kind of killed me. Oh, it I killed was you and out, then and then, Well, I mean, as I was out on the ground bleeding out, you guys could have very easily uh, got me and saved me, but you guys you know forgot about me. How big you are? I was not that big. I was a troll. You were I was a, a null. Oh yeah, you were null. Which yeah. has about two foot on every party member. Yes, but this Dark was a giant worm. Attempt, and then Trudy set the fire. And then Trudy set the room on fire. So, to put context to that, Trudy didn't intentionally <laughs> set the room on fire. She threw two clay pot kind of Molotov cocktail grenades that didn't break on impact. Threw a third, which then set the other two off when it did successfully break on impact, and thus emoliated the room. It's not like yeah. she necessarily went in there full uh, style, but uh, it certainly did result in a lot of fire. There was a so lot. So Aiden, Aiden is now in a worm stomach, burning. Yeah, and then we kind of forgot that Aiden was in a worm stomach, <laughs> burning. You know, I yeah. really you didn't just forget about that. Ira did to not forget. Dark Horses totally forgot. <laughs> Ira remembered that Aiden doesn't give a shit about Frey, that thing that drives Ira. Because Ira had a little heart-to-heart -heart with Aiden that the DM was uh, privy to when they were whispering back and forth earlier in a campaign where Ira's like, hey, I follow this thing called Frey, you can live free, you don't gotta worry about killing your boss, you just gotta go forth and do good. To which Aiden replied along the lines of, lol, IDK who that is, but I'm glad you don't want to kill me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Ira wasn't about to take out a brown worm for someone whose allegiance to either Frey or the party was, IDK, you guys don't want to kill me. So you weren't forgotten, you were left. That's true. Gobram had a very similar idea of, wait, I did go inside of one of those things. It was kind of comfortable, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So um, some of the party went, found the the door. There was an army of gnolls outside. We decided that was not an, a viable option. Um, turned around, ran, and um, we we just lost Sky. Um, okay. Anyway, we turned around, ran um, back into the complex. At this point, the complex is starting to move in a strange way, which we knew from metagaming that that was uh, the complex being exploded from the uh, from underneath, actually, by uh, the the dwarves, uh, by Boren. Um, Yobram was in his right mind that this is like his uncle and he drinks too much and is about to explode just like it. 
and get all over the place, making a real mess. A real mess. Um, so at this point, the the DM threw us a real, I mean, just a... <coughs> it was a dinosaur bone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. He allowed an NPC to guide us all the way to the um, Earth Gate. As a bystander, I got to watch the other party go, and he ha- held a very harsh timer to press them to get through certain areas, was tracking how many foot they trapped. So, borderline metaing, Ira was standing at this exit with all the uh, thousands, hundreds, however many gnolls, wondering if it was worth trying to follow this NPC to this gate that we didn't know would work for her party or not. When suddenly the DM just declares, all right, you guys are opening this door. Or Actually, I think we were clearing away rubble to get into that room. We went through a collapsed area that yeah. somehow the party managed to work together, kumbaya, haul that crap out of the way, and announced we were at the gate, which I'm rather certain the time between rolling floor and everything's lava for the other group was much shorter. Much well, shorter. to be clear, the rolling, the rolling floor ha- started a lot earlier for the other group and nobody in that other group really noticed it other than Miles who didn't say anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Drenna and Yorbrum were like, this is bad. So we open this door into the room with the earth gates. There stands Lothram who we thought was the, uh, I mean, most of the party wouldn't know who Lothram was. There's an old man in the room with a strange uh, what did he have in his hand? Um, a, he had iron... a metal oh, go ahead Ira a little iron bottle little little yeah. bit ornate seemed very important to him. Yeah he was holding it. He was it. Loveling, lovingly caressing it and looking sadly at it yep um, and looks uh, at the group shrugs, ignores us looks down and presses a button in the earth gate and disappears so most of us don't know who that or I don't know if anyone in the I don't think anyone in the party would have known who that was I don't yeah so the party comes into the room and is kind of like alright whatever so Drenna mimics what she saw the old guy do she grabs hold of Kazdan pushes the spot in the earth gate and disappears. And she ended up, where did she end up at? Frost something? Yeah. Yeah. Where giants have overtaken a dwarven stronghold in a very frozen, unforgiving land. Yeah, frost giants probably. Yep, to uh, dark dwarves, one incapacitated in a foreign land with no allies. Yeah, probably not going to be good for them there. Nothing good is going to come of that. Next, they'll chill. Yeah, they'll <laughs> chill. Next, um, Ira and Dark Horses, the two humans, um, decided to flee. Uh, they also pushed the button in the or the spot in the Earth Gate and disappeared. They ended up in a swamp, um, and there was a small battle that happened around them. Um, the battle was won by some humans. Human speaking common with a kingdom accent. 
uh, putting us Fifth. yes uh, uh, kingdom of Vithir so putting us somewhere near the kingdom uh, this so, terrifies Ira as all she knows of her village's founding was escaping from the kingdom not necessarily verbose stories as to why given her town does not know how to read or write but the kingdom isn't necessarily regaled as a place of comfort and honor for her but compared to what she just went through the past two weeks of gnolls, giant worms, demons, and fire, she might might be going a little bit back on the cove to uh, survive here. But that was quite the shock for her to uh, come out this hell pit into the kingdom. Valor well, into... An area of the kingdom, probably. Yeah, Valor doesn't know anything about the kingdom. Um, unfortunately... Worshippers of Skos. Or Dark Yeah, sorry. Dark Horses doesn't know anything about the kingdom. Unfortunately, worshippers of Skos are seen as heretics and are generally killed in the kingdom. Um, so this probably won't go well for him. Uh, I do have to say I'm fairly certain I know where in the kingdom they are. The swamp. Um, Not the, the Puget Sea. Yeah. In the Borderlands? Yeah. I was thinking the Puget yeah, Sea at first. Um, oh, yeah. No. But I don't think we so. We can't mention Borderlands. So that's a trademark game. <laughs> Please don't kick me, admin. <laughs> um, yeah. So then there was one final group, right? Yes. The dwarves. So the gnomes. Not the dwarves, the gnomes. Actually. So Trudy. The gnomes, if you will. <laughs> Trudy, Eleonora... Rennie, and unfortunately Yobram, who has been so depressed at his failed feats of strength up until the very end where he finally felt like a true dwarf destroying dwarven architecture to get get out of there um, is teleported with the rest of the gnomes, which he may as well be one at this point Ugh. <laughs> um, uh, to a giant uh, rock citadel built into the side of a cliff above the cliff actually uh, above a city the size of a city actually uh, with where the sky is perpetually darkened by a storm and the sea is devoid of life as dead fish wash up the sound is mute as no birds fly in the sky singing their songs and the only sound is the sound of waves crashing against the ocean or crashing against the sides of the cliff few lights light these uh, alcoves in the city and there is a path leading up to the top do you as a player know where this is as a player I kind of figured it had something to do with vampires and in the northlands Yep, it's... but I don't know where specifically I'm fairly certain this is Kitai's citadel um, yeah, she is um, the the like lead vampire in that area, and this is where Dark Horses fled from. So, Relena did know about this place. Relena was scared of going back here. Part of that's part of why she was she actually bought um, the uh, high high uh, high cliff manor. Yep, so that she could. Uh, claim nobility and not be reclaimed back to uh, the Northlands and build a small army so that she could take the Northlands 
But uh, that's all in the ship. Yeah, she's she's dead, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dark Horses actually came from... Dark Horses was a servant and a, and a, and a cleric in the Citadel. Um, so that's where, that's where Dark Horses came from. That's where he fleed from uh, to get away before he became somebody's lunch. And uh, yeah. What, what would have been worse for Dark Horses? Going to the kingdom where he's seen as a heretic or going back to that Citadel? It would have been probably worse going to the Citadel. At least in the kingdom, he has an, a chance that he can um, he can give up his, his god and uh, and be uh, be saved by uh, the glory and the, the justice of... of so death. other than trying to lie through your teeth and the physical pain I can see you're going through trying to uh, get Darkosis to hand up his god... Do you either of you know how the kingdom acts to outsiders? Is it going to be death on sight unless we agree to their commandments, or is it going to be get the hell off of our land unless you're helping? Dark Horses will probably be um, interrogated at the very least, but very possibly just killed by virtue of his magic or his uh, his holy symbols that he's wearing. Um, if Ira is discovered to have come from the free cities, um, they're considered to be heretics as well. Uh, this, the kingdom of Vithyr believes that the, um, the necro plague has been caused by the free cities. Could they oh, potentially be thrown and into the, the depths? Oh, go ahead. It's totally meta. Could they be thrown where? Into the depths of the Thier? Dare say where Trev and a group of other misfits are currently trying to get out of? <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> they're also they're also in the borderlands. So uh, on the border farms, these people who are there fighting or who are just repelled some orcs and goblins are very much more cove-like. Yeah, so definitely. they probably know of the cove, it's possible. Most likely, they're, uh, they've met people who've traded with the cove. Darkosis, we can convert them. Yes, maybe. <laughs> so here's the, uh, you know, in this, in this world, most people would never leave the village that they are born in. Um, so it's very possible that these people, if, if this really is the borderlands area, they're not going to be very loyal to the kingdom. That's a, that's a strong possibility. And if they have like real threats that they're needing to defend against orcs and goblins or whatever, they're probably going to be more focused on that than kingdom law. So maybe, maybe Dark Horses and I will be okay there. Uh, if they can, if they can sell themselves as an asset in the defense of this area, then they might definitely be okay. So we'll have to see. Ira is adamant about living, also adamant about living free. Also, does not forget the time that Darkosis made food appear in the mystery forest. Yeah, Ira is very food motivated. <laughs> Well, I think that we've 
it's pretty late. So um, that's all I've got for the World of Koth Players podcast for tonight. That's all we've got for this this campaign right now. Um, thanks for hanging out after the session. 